some kind of disturbance. I'm gonna go check it out. We request that everybody stays calm at the current moment. Who are you people? I wanna coffee! You, 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 you are now too, 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 too Five, four, three, two, one. Where love and life come together. Come together. From the Spacebird Media Studios, it's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. All right, we're back. Hey! Yay! <laughs> Who would have thunk it? You know, it feels forever, but uh, so good to be back. We're Roxanne and Ace. This is Unlimited. How are you, my friend? If I were any better, there'd be trouble. You know, I always say that. I feel fantastic. This moment has finally arrived. And what I want to say is for those who have been with us and listened to us on the radio, we're both longtime DJs with decades of career. Yeah. Then you know us. For those of you who don't know us, I want you to know that you're in a safe, loving, and fun place. Mm -hmm. Yes, number one, we're going to talk about Jesus Christ because he's changed both of our lives. But if you don't know him and you're already wanting to push a bye-bye button, is there a bye-bye button, Ace? Uh, there always is. Everybody, <laughs> but they come in and out, right? It's always, all right, I'll, I'll see you later. That's the great thing about podcasting. You can pause it and come back. Don't see you later because both Ace and I are miracles walking. I should be dead for one, the way I used to live. And I didn't know God until way into adulthood. And so if you don't know him, you're in a safe place. If you don't know where your relationship is with him, you're in a safe place. That's how I want to start is to just welcome everybody and also say thank you. There are three things for me. Why I want to do this, but I want to start with you first. Why are we doing a podcast? Well, I mean, honestly, we were still talking every week after the last show we did together. So it was like, why not bring this to the masses? But I think, too, you and I, from the very beginning of our friendship, for those that have been there, they know that it started rocky and then God worked out some amazing things. <laughs> and we'll tell that story as each episode unveils if you haven't heard it. Uh, but I think to celebrate friendship, to know, and I think any of us, as you're listening today, you may be the only Jesus that people see or come in contact with. So if you and I are mistreating each other, why would someone feel like, well, having Jesus in my life doesn't change how I'm treating other people or being treated? So I love the opportunity for us to be able to do that again, because I take that very seriously. But I also feel like after this year of sabbatical, you and I are in different head spaces. Like we're in a place of growth and rest and maturity that just brings a lot to the table that I just feel like after all we've been through that, why not, you know, and God never, and if there's anything I feel like I've learned and you know this about me, I listen to God daily. If he goes, mm -mm, wait, I know to wait, like the hurry up and wait mindset of what it means to follow Christ. Okay, God, how long are we waiting 10 years before we try to do this again? And he made it very clear to both of us so we knew that this was just a natural setting. So for me, it's all about never saying no when God says go, you know, and as much as that should be on a T-shirt, honestly, it, <laughs> it, it really is kind of a mantra of how our show has been from, you know, its inception. So we're just excited to be able to be a part for you guys to be a part of our friendship. And then we get to be a part of your lives as well. All right. For me, it's God health and you and by you, I mean you, my wonderful partner and friend in this life that God gave me as a gift. 
by God, I say, I thought maybe the season of my broadcasting career was done. And I really needed to hear clearly from him. And the enemy battled me. The enemy tried to eat me up. Who cares? Two people and a puppy will listen to pop, what, whatever. All of those things the devil whispers, it's over for you. You're done. And, you know, I'm just going to admit to that. And I felt in a little, in, in a way that I was being devoured. And scripture talks about that. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a lion seeking to devour you. Yeah. And so I've been leaning in to 1 Peter, uh, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting your cares on him. And when we do that, we can laugh and live in peace and live in joy and know that God is handling our problems. So God, number one. God spoke ace to me through people that love me. I'm so blessed. Sandy, Liz, Susie, Andrea, Heath, Dorinda, a lot of people that love us and love our show said, why? Why are you silencing yourself? Why? We know ace is ready to go. What's the deal with you? (laughs) (laughs) They probably knew before we did. They really did. And when I've got tearful girlfriends that say, I need you. Um, I'm thinking, God, you're talking to me through people. And I think God does that a lot. And I was honored that anyone would really care uh, because you and I are having a ball. We hope everybody will have a ball with us. So God's number one. Health is number two. I think religion tells us that self-care is selfish, that the whole self-care industry is bunk. That if someone needs to get quiet, de-stress, if they have a mental health issue, wow, you must be crazy and you must not love the Lord enough to be strong enough. You're not being obedient enough. And all these, you're not enough things. Here's the thing I learned. I got sick. I got an autoimmune disease. I was in a very stressful, dishonoring, and oppressive work environment. And I know many of you may have been there as well. And when your hair literally falls out, and you literally feel like you have no control over your future, I stepped back and said, oh, no, no more. I'm going to be healthy spiritually, mentally, and physically. And we used to joke, Ace, about my exercise was walking to the car. (laughs) (laughs) No more. So I feel physically fantastic for the first time in my life. When you get up at 2.45 a.m., you're never, well, you're never rested. And so I want to be the best I can be in an honoring position for God, because when I'm full and I'm healthy, I can better serve others. So there's health. Mm -hmm. And the third reason why we're doing this podcast. (sighs) That day, Wayne and I go out a lot. I mean, we're just, we're having a lot of fun. And we were downtown dressed up and we were going to this fabulous place. And I see this car pull up and two crazy people waving and yelling at me. <laughs> That's us. And I realize it's you and your beautiful wife, Tawny. Tawny is mm, the bomb.com and more. Mm-hmm. And I really love her. And you you came flying out of the car running toward us. And I, I stopped it first. But yes, I lost my mind. I came like unglued, like ugly ball came out. You know, I don't cry cute. I was weeping and I realized this is ridiculous. I miss my friend. When you're with somebody five hours a day and you still like each other after a while. It's true. (laughs) 
You have and, to like each other. And and the joke about, you know, team shows, it's mm-hmm. your work spouse, but in an environment where you're transparent and vulnerable and, and you're sleep deprived, it's like, okay, I don't have enough caffeine to put up with someone that I don't like. And we've both been in those environments where you're, you don't necessarily get along with the person that you're on the air with. And so to be able to celebrate with someone that you genuinely, you want to hang out with, regardless of whether this ever became anything, it's an opportunity to just be friends. And I remember for those, you know, that don't know the story, I remember listening to you when I was a wee little DJ, you know? So for me to have not only a show with you, but a friendship that goes as deep as it does, only God can orchestrate something that fabulous. And you know, I love you beyond words can ever be put together. Uh, Even as a writer, I don't think I could string a uh, sentence together that would actually sum it up. So I'll just do it every week and we'll just invite everybody to listen. I love it. That's the plan. Well, and I know too, before we get into the next phase, I know that for a lot, as we're embarking on this, you have ways to be a part of the show. We want to tell you to subscribe and follow us. What I love too, is now with technology, we have a phone line that you can actually interact with us on a regular basis, which is killer because then you can leave voicemails. You can text us through the week. If you have prayer requests, if you have topic ideas, things of that nature. So let me give that to you. 659-236-1300. That's 659-236-1300. That's a call line and also a text line. And then of course, if you follow us on our website, roxannanace.com, we're excited to be able to bring you weekly posts. We've now got our store officially open with hoodies and t-shirts and coffee mugs. So get your official gear and be unlimited with us in the new year. And don't forget YouTube. God placed on my heart the video component of things. You know, I avoided TikTok. A lot of my friends say, oh, the Chinese are now staring at you. They're going to know your social security number. I get all that. But I fell massively in love with TikTok. I think a video component lets you see someone's eyes and mm-hmm. into their heart. And so if you would like, and and I don't look how I sound. I've been told that a lot. So Same. if you're not familiar with us, please go check us out. It it in a way, video is like really intimate. Yeah. But I think it's where a lot of people are going right now. So check us out on YouTube. Absolutely. And also big thanks to my brother's cup, which has always been a staple of our show because the Roxanne blend of coffee is, if you didn't have it for the holidays, it's going to feel like a holiday. I mean, you (laughs) describe it better than anybody because your name is on it. So I will let you do the honors. It's a little bit of pecan and a little bit of caramel and a little bit of sunshine and joy. It's a little bit spicy, which sounds strange when it comes to a coffee. But Mike Pittman, the owner of MyBrothersCup.com, passed away. Don't get me started on that. He started a coffee company to honor Jesus and to go on mission trips. So when you buy mybrotherscup.com, the Roxanne blend, uh, it helps spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good stuff. So we appreciate you being a part of it. Of course, if you want to make sure you hear future episodes, subscribe wherever you like to podcast. And that way, no matter where you're listening, you always get a notification when new episodes drop, which by the way, is every Friday. So, you know, we're off to a new year and we hope that you'll be a part of what's going on. It's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited, our brand new podcast. Welcome so much. I'm still going to call it a show. Is that okay? It is. Every episode, right? It's like when you watch your favorite TV show, right? You're (laughs) going to binge your Roxanne and Ace Unlimited every week. And then when there's 
ones you forgot to go back and listen to, you can always share with your friends. That's what I like about it. So something struck me that I really wanted to share. I found it on Instagram of all places, Napoleon Hill official. If you don't follow that, it's amazing. The 25 things that people regret when they're dying. And you've heard the story of the nurse who was in hospice and and she had a top five. This is 25 and I don't imagine we'll go through them all. But and we're going to save numbers one and two for last days, if that's mm-hmm. OK with you. Mm-hmm. But let's look at a couple of these on this list of things that people regret. Number eight is not being more health conscious. Well, and I think, you know, for at least as in our household right now, we're trying to be smarter on the foods we're choosing because so much of what we eat gives us proper or lack of energy. When you feel like you're trying to stay skinny or, you know, get weight loss, sometimes it's the food. And I know you and I have found out you get allergies as you get older. You don't realize something that you, well, I used to could eat this with no problem. Well, our bodies change, right? And it's okay because once you know, and now with testing, you can find out what are those health conscious choices that you need to make for the new year if you want to be the healthiest. And it's not about being skinny. It's not about, you know, being what you were when you were 21 or any of that. Just be the best health that you are so that there's a little bit of heart action going on and also that spiritually and emotionally you're in a good place. Not being more romantic. Here's where major league kudos go to my husband, Wayne. The dude wakes up with romance. His feet hit the ground and he <laughs> is th- he is thinking of ways to delight me. Yeah. Now, what does that do? I'm in love. Uh, Can I say mm. that? Just like mega love. Like, yeah, like and and we've been married a while now. This is not my first marriage. OK, mm. that's how Same. old I am. Yeah. But let me tell you, when you lose that spark and that passion, my pastor always says, put another log on the fire, which is funny to right. me. <laughs> then, then I think you're in, when you're roommates with your spouse, you're in a lot of trouble. What do you think yeah. about staying romantic? Well, I mean, I, for me, especially with Tony, you know, this is our third marriage and we've very much been intentional of two major things being oh, like, Home is the sanctuary, right? You can say and do anything and you're in a safe place. But at the same time, every emotion is valid. Everything is communicated verbally and non-verbally. If we hurt each other, we take a moment to decompress and then let ourselves heal through that moment so that we can go, how can we avoid this next time? Because again, if you're not dating each other, if you're not spending time in God's word, if you're not giving yourself an opportunity to say, how can I be the best husband? How can I be the best wife? You know, and again, if nothing else, this year should be the year of compassion. That's kind of my new place of, you don't know what someone's, you know, if my wife comes in at the end of the day, even if we've texted and talked, she may be in a headspace that she may not want anything other than just my arms around her because she needs a moment. But also she may need a minute to just go and I need to be there to listen and same, you know, and it goes both ways. But again, she doesn't romance, sound like blah, 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 blah. She does not. She hers is in a much more <laughs> audible tone than that. But I but the funny thing is, and I say this very transparently, romance and foreplay start. I mean, just straight up. I'm just for those that are married, you know what I'm talking about from the last time you had sex to the next time you want to. Every bit of that romance and conversation is a part of your relationship with your spouse. So 
Yeah, New Year's Eve, he said something to me that was, mm -hmm. and I spent all day thinking about it. And let me just tell you, it cranked it up. And something happened, too, when we were out New Year's Eve. It was so, can we, we're, we're really going to share on this show. We're going like, to be bolder this ever. year. We were at a really loud club with some music that had lyrics in it that I was getting an education. I will say that. And it was so loud and thumping that we couldn't, the music where, you know, where the speakers are like next to you and your whole body's vibrating. Sure. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't hear him at all. So we texted when we needed to communicate and we leaned, leaned into each other. And for what felt like forever, we just stared, not breaking eye contact for the longest time and communicated wow. love mm -hmm. through yeah. our eyes. It was more intimate. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. I, I, you know, so yes, you're okay. Romance. We could spend four hours on romance. No, but you know what though? <laughs> you, and you bring up something that's very serious to me because like eye contact, like when I'm like, because eye contact is such an intimate thing. Think about who you're locking eyes with that you shouldn't. That also could be affecting romance in your relationship. Like I, I probably looked down a lot of times when talking to women because there was a time as a player that I was sending the wrong messages and didn't realize it. And then I knew that even when I wanted to send the right message, they may not want to receive it from me. And then you become this jerk, this whatever. But ultimately, and I tell my wife all the time, I know there will always be someone in the wings waiting for her. There's always going to be someone in the wings waiting for me if something were to happen to us, but we know that so that we can be conscious of it when we're in public, we can be confident in who we are, that I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to celebrate when you have the things that are going on in your life and same for me. But again, romance is about that open transparency of I choose you. I woke up today, I choose you and you are the person I want to celebrate with. You know me better than anybody. And it's, I, I, I cannot express that enough of that. It starts from eye contact to communication. That's how we find romance. Oh, race. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Number 25 on the list is not leaving a legacy. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because later in the show, if we get to it, I yeah. do want to talk about what it means to use your gifting that the Lord gave you to create a legacy. When I pass, I hope someone will miss me. I'll be in mm. heaven and it's going to be grand. But here's the thing. What am I doing to use my gifts to purpose the kingdom of God, to be a representative of him? And I believe that's what legacy is. How about mm. you? Yeah, no. And, you know, when you're in a situation where you have maybe a family legacy that's not the greatest it's not rooted in Christ or it's not rooted in anything that you want to brag about. What legacy can you leave? You know, I, my wife and I just saw the movie, the whale with uh, Brendan Fraser. <gasps> I've got and, to see that. Oh, <sighs> it'll, it'll wreck you. Trust me. Um, but it, he gets to that point in the movie and I don't want to blow it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but there's a legacy aspect to that because he is living in a place in his life where he wants to make sure that his daughter's okay, that he didn't just have this crap life that he has nothing good to show for it. And again, it's not about, well, I want people to talk about me when I'm gone. You want people to take what you love them with, which is your best version of you. And then that's what moves forward. That's the part of you that continues on. Why are you the way you are? Well, my dad loved me like this. My mom loved me like this. And they taught me how to love with the love of Jesus 
or just in always being consistent and being there. And that's the kind of legacy that I think is lasting. He's in, tremendously overweight, correct? Is what I understand. Yeah, in the that's movie, why he's yes. called the mm -hmm. whale. Yeah. The whale is in reference to him. Incredibly sad. I don't know if I can make And it's it making the, Yeah. Yeah. It makes reference to Moby Dick. It, there's a poetic analogy in the movie as well. So for those that remember Moby Dick from when you were in school, you'll get it. Okay. But it's good stuff. Number two on the list, because we promised to do the top two, not being your authentic self. I tried so hard most of my life to be somebody else. And if I can pass anything along, be your authentic self. Find people that you can be real with. I think mm -hmm. that's super important. Yeah, and I think, too, if you – this is where, as a Gen Xer, I, I love to kind of pat myself on the back because we're a generation where we don't care what people think of us, <laughs> yes. you know? Yes. We, 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 re we remember the days before the internet and we still miss those days. You know, the pandemic shot us a lot of that nostalgia, but I mean, be comfortable in your own skin. That's the thing with my kids now. Like I have adult daughters and now having, you know, a four, 14 and almost 12 year old at home, I want them to be comfortable in their own skin sooner than I was because it's not about what other people think of you. It's all about your relationship with Christ first and foremost. But even if you've burned a bridge with someone that you're trying to regain that friendship or that connection with, God may be keeping them out of your life for a reason. You know, we've talked about this on previous shows that the gift of goodbye, that is a gift from the Lord and they may be out. But the people that are now around you are your future, are your people that you're supposed to be loving and influencing, which is what ties into this number one thing so beautifully is doing more for others. What are you doing and laying a seed? Is it the person in front of you in the drive-thru or behind? Is it the person that's in your house? Is it the person in the cubicle next to you? Is it your neighbor? I mean, all of those things are connected because you look beyond what do I need or look at me. It's a, hey, how can I help you today? And I, I always think, think of you with that. I'm sorry, I just interrupted you. I no. always think of you with that. And I've told Wayne this more times than he can probably count. <laughs> I am not fond of shopping. So I have my blinders on. I want to get in, get the thing and come back out. I think I'm kind of like a dude that goes hunting. We don't, you know, <laughs> we would really like to get our stuff and go. Mm -hmm. And I, and I tend not to see people when I'm out being very purposeful. Right. Well, our purpose should be being a reflection of him. And so I so appreciate that about you is that wherever you go, you're a conduit for God's purpose. And I love that. It is good. We're Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. We appreciate you being a part of this year as we kick off a, a new season. And as we want to thank our friends at My Brother's Cup for being our sponsor and helping to make this a reality. I know that as we get into the new year, there are goals, predictions, things that we want to do or move into. And I, I, I've already shared my word, compassion, being more compassionate to those you don't know what they're going through. Do you have a lean yet? Do you kind of know where God's placing your heart? I will say wholeness. You know, your mm. body's the temple. Let's be as healthy as we can spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically in order to serve him as best we can. Yeah. Wholeness. Well, and you know what I love about that, too, is in the time that I've known you, and again, I'm not trying to make you cry, but it's just the truth. You are someone who is always looking out for the other person first, but you're also setting boundaries 
after a life of when there you didn't have them, you know, not to tell your story. That's your story to tell. But we both that's what drew us to each other in friendship was the fact that we didn't set boundaries in our lives. We allowed people to mistreat us or we allowed ourselves to mistreat others because of like, you know. I'm a you know hot snack and this is what you want. And, you know, it's like, you know, that's the truth. And but you ha- you get beyond that and you go, OK, I can still carry a little swagger without necessarily feeling like that. I'm full of myself. And there may be people that hold us in those places forever. And that's fine. But again, to quote Ted Lasso, do you want to be judgmental this year or do you want to be curious And the more curious we are about where people are, it allows us to be compassionate. It allows us to have wholeness with them, with God. It it, it makes it for the best year ever, in my opinion. Hey, Ace, you're a hot snack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me just get a little drink right here. Okay. That's how it happens. I know that uh, as we lean into uh, you being the avid reader, this probably comes more from you, but uh, you and I have a, a a liking in the stalking of Tim Tebow on social media with his relationship, his ministry. He doesn't even have to be on the field and everybody's like, what's Tim doing? Uh, but he is a, he is a interview that will hopefully happen on this show at some point. He is a two-time national football champion, a Heisman Trophy winner, a first-round NFL draft pick. He also did baseball, an analyst with ESPN and the SEC Network. Hopefully, everybody knows who Tim Tebow is. Mm. But we want to talk about him for what he says your focus should be after Christmas and going into the new year. He shared this on, of all places, Fox News not on Christianity Today, not on his own podcast, a venue seen by, when I got to be on Fox News right before we went on Greta Van Sestren, they said, oh, by the way, we have 44 million viewers right now, and you'll be live. (laughs) No pressure. And a sound did come out of my mouth, even though part of me was like, wow, I'm going to faint now. Anyway, back, (laughs) back to Tim. You know, he shares... What is your life all about? And this goes back to legacy that we talked about earlier. How do you have purpose, meaning, and significance? And Tim says, and I don't want to misquote him, so I'm reading it here. Gifts are given with love and are meant to be enjoyed. He feels like the gifts of God, and we're all very different. You know, I'm not going to be quiet. In a restaurant, people have heard me. This is so embarrassing. From like a mile away, and they say, I knew you were here because I could hear because I'm I'm kind of loud. But God's used that gift of being yeah. super bold for his purpose. I believe yeah. he has. And so he says, as you head into this new year, think, talk about, and live within your gifting. And if you don't know what that is, there are ways to go about it. Ace, if you didn't know what your gifting was, how would you recommend that somebody could find out what their gift is given to them by God? Well, I mean, I think it's two things. One, where's your passion? Because again, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, he'll give us the desires of our heart, which in my opinion is not give God your Santa Claus wish list. And then he'll go, oh, Yes, let me check all these off. It is what is the desire that's in your heart? Because the closer you get to God, the more that desire becomes loud and, you know, the volume is something you can't ignore. But what is that passion? 
And if you never worked a day in your life, what would you want to do with your time? So is it based on your skill set? Are you really good at, you know, fixing cars or really good at plumbing or whatever? And you would do that anyway, just because you enjoy helping someone. You enjoy giving back with the gifts and the skill sets that you have in your mind. Let that be your starter. And then if you want to take a giftings test and all that stuff, that's great too, because you find out deeper things spiritually like leadership and, you know, compassion and empathy and all of those things, which you might be surprised the thing that you don't think that you're called to may be the thing that you're gifted in and you've ignored it or you've like, nah, I could never do that. And then you get in the setting and you're like, why did it take me so long to see that this is what God was leading me to? And don't get hung up kick the tires is what mm -hmm. our church says. Try different things. Yeah. See where you really feel like, do you have an affection for children and you want to help them in children's church? Do you want to go like, like I do out in the streets and, and try to help people who really are really sincerely lost and hurting and in pain? Yeah. What, where is it that you really want to serve? And, and I think it's where your passion lies. Mm. Amen. So good. Well, and I know for you, this last year has been very transformative because I'm going to point out something <laughs> that I am the proudest of you on because okay. you, normally you tell me that you're going to do something. You're like, hey, I'm going to do this. Pray for me. And I'm like, OK, I got you. And we pray. But for those that follow you on social media, they've seen this. But if not, you want to find this video. We'll need to share it on our Facebook. Oh, no, page I'm so going to go bald can... right now. Are you ready? Are this you? is where Are video gonna... comes in. Yeah, okay, right now. So so before before the reveal for anyone who hasn't seen it, <laughs> you you mentioned earlier, you know, your hair's been falling out for a while, and you've been you know to a lot of specialists, and they didn't allow you the opportunity to truly know what was happening. Like they did tests, like we're not quite sure what it is. It could be this, or this. So you had different medicines, different things that were going on. And the thing I love is in the freedom that not only you gave yourself by shaving your head, but then in also putting others in a place of whatever the thing is that's holding them back or feeling imprisoned, it's that empowerment of here we go. And so literally you shaved your head on TikTok and social media for everyone <laughs> to see, and you got a good looking dome. So as we unveil, I'm just going to say, as someone who used to shave his head, I'm like, <laughs> that's a good looking noggin. <laughs> Well, I went to five different doctors to find out what was wrong with me. I finally had a scalp biopsy. Lichen plantar polaris is what I have. It's a rare form. It's like an alopecia, and mm. you get bald in the front and the sides. You still have some hair hanging on in the back, which is horrible. And I will admit, at first, it was very traumatizing because who, what woman doesn't love her hair? And... So to have it falling out, and it was dramatic fallout, like, oh, wow, this is not good. Something's really yeah. wrong. But every trial that we go through, everyone really, I believe, strengthens us. Mm -hmm. And I started, when I admitted what was going on, I even showed a picture that was really kind of horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I, I, I like to be pretty. I don't want to. I don't want to be walking around with a bald head. At least I told right. myself. But Ace God gave me a ministry with it. He really did. I've talked to so many women about their hair loss, including those that went through chemotherapy and, and couldn't help losing their hair. They were battling for their lives. Mm -hmm. And the kinship I feel with these women 
has been amazing. And I was just hanging on like, like, you know, some people in life who hang on to the little tufts of hair that are still left. I thought, why am I doing that? I'm right. going to have freedom. And so I'm going to take my headphones off. All right. And I have so many wigs. It's embarrassing. Like a lot of people have shoes and a lot of clothes. You have but a wig me, closet. And yeah. There we have it. A bald head. And what I didn't know is it's very fashionable to be bald right now. I, my, my New York Times told me that. Shaved heads have people buzzing. Why? Because it's an empowerment. Mm -hmm. It's a compliment to any outfit. You feel fierce. Now, I don't always walk around bald because what I discovered is if I do, a lot of people do think I'm sick. Right. You know how you treat somebody when you think they're sick? I don't need sure. to. I want to go, hey, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not going through any treatments. It's really okay. And it makes some people very uncomfortable. But the clean feel and the joy of just being able to be, and you know what? In my convertible, ah, <laughs> nothing's blowing. Now, I do have yeah. to make sure this white, very, very white noggin is covered up with some sunscreen. Yeah, you need some aloe so that way that it allows you the freedom to not have that happen. Because I did that. I remember when I was in college, I was um, helping out with the CFL, which was like the Canadian Football League. I was running cable on a cloudy Sunday, which I thought, oh, this will be fine. Bald head. I don't need to worry about it. Noon kickoff. Sun came out. I was underneath that beaming sun for five hours at that point. The most excruciating pain was having that sunburn because you were like lobster just, red with skin peeling. Yes, oh. it was awful. I, 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 I'm so glad there were no photos and no social media at that time because I'm sure <laughs> someone would have caught it. But my whole job was to hold the cable till the cameraman needed to run after the receiver and drop the cable and then between plays, roll it back up. So I'm just walking up and down the sidelines through the whole game. Man, that was not a smart choice. But <laughs> I, I will say the thing, too, uh, not only do they have better razors for people who want to shave their head, regardless of your gender, but also I love the fact that movies like Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, it shows, you know, their soldiers are women, bald heads. It's sexy. It's cool. It's <laughs> all those things. So, I mean, if you feel regardless of whether you whether it's a fashion statement or it's a health thing do what makes you feel again confident so that you are your most authentic self and ultimately you're going to have the best year because you feel better you look better and again doesn't matter what other people think but again what you choose and do just like Roxanne saw the empowerment you're encouraging others to have you don't know what kind of roll off is going to come from that just be your authentic self and see what God does. Predictions for what we're going to eat this year. Now, you and I are foodies. We both love to cook. We both love different flavors. We're both very experimental people. And so this really sparked my interest. What's going to be important to us this year? And one thing that is wild is communal eating. We're going back to literally dipping bread in the same chalice and we're back to even a buffet 
because people long to eat and to drink and to celebrate and to use food to, as love, which I believe it is. When I cook for people, I feel like it's love because the pandemic, it was rough. Yeah. Well, and we as a family, we have started trying to be more at the table. Like we know there's going to be nights because, you know, my family is a music family. So between playing gigs and shows and having rehearsals and things of that nature, people are in and out of the house late hours of the night. But when we are all home together, we try to have at least that one meal so that dinner or maybe if it's a weekend, it's an early lunch or something so that before we go off into our adventures of the day, we have had that meal where we can make eye contact and we can have conversations with the kids and that they have those memories growing up of that. Yeah, I love just sitting at the table together because when I was a kid, that was a mandatory thing. Like, you know, and we didn't have devices to distract us like TV had to turn off. You could at least play music in the background, which typically, you know, in our house of vinyl records, there's at least some Beatles or something playing in the background. But again, that having that eye contact and I think, too, the holidays make it even spe more special because you're with people that two years ago, you didn't get to spend time with them. So you appreciate those relationships more. The mixing of flavors is going to be big this year. Japanese food combi combined with Peruvian food. Now, what does that mean? Well, Japanese spices and potatoes that are a part of food from Peru. One mm. of the interesting and eclectic combinations that people are striving to try different things. I always want to try different things. One thing that's going to be big this year, Nigerian food. Have you ever eaten Nigerian food? I have not, at least not I to my knowledge. Either. I haven't either. And so we need to become aware of where we can eat Nigerian food. We're not in New York City yeah. If I did, I would eat my way through New York. When I lived in Chicago, the right. food culture of Chicago, you could just move there just to eat. Well, the pizza alone is <laughs> it, like you're like, OK, there better be something healthy in this because I'm eating it because I'm in Chicago. Same thing with New York. You know, you have to go and have an authentic piece of New York pie. Oh, so good. So these are among the trends for the new year that I think are, are pretty exciting. Also, Ace, you're going to love this. A joke in our house is that I'm really ready for dinner at about 4 o'clock or 4.30. And this is a flashback from when you and I used to get up at 2.45 a.m., which no, nobody should do that, by the way. Right. And so what has happened across the world due to pandemic is that people want to eat earlier and those 637 people are now the five o'clock 530 people and yeah. everybody's making reservations now because you don't want to wait anymore because of pandemic you're used to being able to eat when you want to and yep. if you have a scheduled zoom call it should be on time so people are making more reservations they're being more deliberate about eating with others communal space that's important. And they're eating earlier. And I don't know if I can be happy about that because I don't need competition in my 430 right. dinner. <laughs> well, but think about like even even when you eat out, because we found this on New Year's Eve of, of all days is earlier allowed us to walk right in, get a table. We were in and out and, you know, service was great. Food was fantastic. Now, we counted down to midnight on the eastern time zone because, you know. I, making it to midnight anymore just don't happen in my life, and I'm okay with that. But again, at, with getting up as early as we used to, 
it makes a huge difference of when lunch and dinner fall based on everyone else's schedule. So am I waiting to eat with everyone else or do I have a little something before everyone shows up for the meal or do I just wait and starve myself? But I don't know. There's nothing wrong with fasting, I guess. So you just kind of look at it as a healer from that perspective. <laughs> All right. That wraps up week one, episode one behind us and uh, looking forward to the future. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Thanks to our friends at My Brother's Cup. And it is. It's like riding a bike. You just jump right back on and uh, make sure the seat's high enough. I love it. Welcome back, old friends. And those who are new to us, we'll let you know a little bit more about what we're all about in our future episodes. We welcome you. We're super excited to see where God's going to take this. We hope that we have nuggets during the podcast that enrich you and that mm. benefit you, things that you can ponder and think about to hopefully help improve your life. I know it helps me just being near you, Ace. So we're right. super excited for the future and so thankful for you. I know as uh, you watch us on YouTube or maybe you're streaming us on your favorite place for a podcast, tell your friends, follow us, like us, subscribe us. Uh, RoxanneandAce.com is where you can always keep up with what's going on. You can uh, not only uh, find out about uh, new episodes, but then what I love is we also have our section of our store. So there's hoodies, mugs, t-shirts, things of that nature. And we wouldn't be here without our friends at My Brother's Cup, uh, where you can get the Roxanne blend of coffee. So it's uh, been a great first week and we're so excited of what God is going to do in the coming episodes to make sure you share, tell your friends, if you like what you're hearing, let's get the word out. Let's uh, make things happen. And uh, we'll look forward to hanging out with you each and every Friday. So uh, have a great rest of your week. I love you. Love you too. You've been listening to Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. To make sure you don't miss future shows, you can subscribe anywhere you like to podcast and catch up on anything you've missed. Find out more at RoxanneandAce.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited is a production of Spacebird Media.